Hello, and welcome to our Best of Season 1 episode. Johnny and I are enjoying some time off for the holiday and are planning for a wonderful, strongly worded Season 2, which will hit your downloads on Wednesday, January 6th. We are excited to discuss new themes, bring you some intriguing and amazing guests, and we are just sure you'll love it. In the meantime, Johnny and I hope you'll enjoy this compilation of our premiere season. And if you do, as always, we ask that you subscribe and share. And if you're an iTunes listener, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Happy New Year, everyone. We look forward to being back with you next week. Yes, fancy digs. Fancy digs. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to our season one, episode one, premiere episode of the Strongly Worded Podcast. We thought today we would take a few minutes to uh, tell you a little bit about who we are and why we're here. Well, why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> why, uh, why, why did we feel like we had enough to talk about to put together an interesting podcast? Well, I can tell you from my from my view. I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time, and I was procrastinating about it until you sent me a message one day, <laughs> and it was a picture of two podcast mics. And I said, oh, that's so great. I can buy these podcast mics from you. And I'll never forget because you. I actually think we were going to have dinner with you too. And you said to me, no. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay, well, I can, can I borrow them from you sometime? And I, I don't remember we were going back and forth, and you said, or we can do a podcast together. And I said, I remember I turned to my wife and I said, so just ask me to do a podcast. What do you think about that? She was like, oh, I think that could work. So, I mean, we're here because we have strong opinions on a lot of things, and we want to get them out there. And... You know, not that we feel like we're more important than anybody else, but I think in the times we're living in, uh, to talk about the hard things, you know, whether it's politics or raising your kids in this era, family, marriage, we can talk about a lot of those things and we have a lot of strong opinions on them. Mm-hmm. And I, while we're doing it together, I, I like when you say, you know, it came out of texts and Facebook messages like, during the pandemic. I think we used to talk a lot, especially when I was home. And it just continued, and we talked about all kinds of things. And we don't always agree on everything, especially, you know, politics or whatever. We don't, we don't agree on everything, but I think we try to get to the same spot, but just in a different way. So, who are you, Johnny Hampton? 
who am I? I'm Batman. No. Um, I'm Johnny Hampton, originally from Queens, New York. I've been living in Florida now 15 years. Yeah. My, my mom actually sent me a message the other day. Are you happy you moved to Florida? I, I am. I think it was better for my kids, but my sensibilities are New York sensibilities, specifically inner city sensibilities. So when I look at the world, I look at it through that lens. Uh, okay, I am originally from Flint, Michigan. Uh, I lived there until I was 18 years old and uh, ended up going the first two years of school, uh, leaving and going to Chicago to an acting conservatory at DePaul University. Which I just found out. Just now, this minute? Yes! You're this many years old? When you yes, yes. Yep, yep, that's where I started. I spent two years at the theater school at DePaul and then I took a year off and stayed there, my gap year. I don't think they called it that then. I think they called it, my parents really hoped I went back to college <laughs> in a year. They made me a, an offer I couldn't refuse and said, you know, okay, we'll give you this year and you're working and we'll help mm -hmm. you out. But if you're not back in school somewhere next year, you're on your own. And then you ended up at the University of Michigan. And I ended up at the University of Michigan. I ended up, I, uh, there was a boy. <laughs> There was a, a boy from high school that came down during that gap year. Um, you followed a boy? No, I didn't follow him. <laughs> Let's just make Wait, this clear. I wish America could see your eyes <laughs> when you said that to me I just didn't now. Follow him. You have some nerve. <laughs> I didn't follow him, um, but he made some suggestions. And they were good suggestions. I mean, you know, it wasn't a bad place to follow somebody, too. And we didn't stay together. I mean, we weren't together by the time I got there. Mm -hmm. But I continued with the process. Um, and it was good. It was a really good move. I want to pivot just a minute and just, I, I think that we should let our listeners know how we met and oh. how we happen to be sitting at this table together. Okay. Well, we met in a basketball gym. We did. <laughs> I am a youth basketball coach in my spare time. And from time to time, Sue, if you know her, <laughs> she doesn't really bite her tongue. If she sees something, she's going to say something. I think that slogan was made for her. See something, say something. Get it on a t-shirt. <laughs> so at times she would say, you know, I feel like this and that is going on with the team. I'm the assistant coach. And as a coach, you can tell when someone is complaining and when someone is telling you something that they think would actually help, not just their kid, but every kid. I don't know how to explain how you know this. You just do. You can tell someone who's just belly aching about their kid against someone who really wants to help you help the program. You can just tell. So when I heard things from Sue, I would go back and tell my dad. And I would say, hey. That O'Lear lady's belly aching. No. I would say, hey, listen, Joseph's mom said she recognized X, Y, and Z. I just thought you should know. Now, my dad also had that kind of radar. He didn't talk to every parent. He left that to me most of the time. But there, was a, there were times when Sue would say something, he would go talk to her. And I would be mortified. <laughs> he would talk to her about what she saw and say, hey, you know, I, you know Johnny told me this and that happened. I'll, I'll look for it. And then Sue would come to me. I didn't I, tell you that to tell your I just father. I didn't want to be that parent. That <laughs> parent A in your descriptions. No, but like I say, coaches, good coaches know the difference. 
um, you know, my dad passed away in February. And I think since then, I've gotten a lot closer to the people in the FCB. It was a big point. Yes, in the FCB army, because a lot of them uh, were there for me and my wife when my dad passed away and helped us out a lot. So it's something I, I don't forget. Um, and we just became closer. We became even more like family. And so when I got laid off during the pandemic, I didn't have anything to do but watch CNN and message people on Facebook <laughs> and make sure my son did his virtual work. <laughs> so we would talk in the group chat and then there would be some things, whether it is basketball or political, that Sue might hit me on the side and say, what do you think about this? And we would talk about those things. And I remember one of the things we talked about was um, systemic racism. And I, um, I sent you a whole, it was like a billion messages describing all the things I had to do. If you've been to our website, stronglywordedpod.com. Yeah. Stronglywordedpod.com, you will see pictures of us and you will see that I am a black man. So systemic racism is in my wheelhouse. <laughs> and I was explaining to Sue all the different things my parents had to do because of all these different systemic things in order to get me a good education and all these different things just to be middle class. Not to be rich, just to get from lower class to middle class. And I was explaining that to her and she said to me, man, you tell a great story. <laughs> she said, you like, she, yeah, she said, man, you tell a great story. And I said, I've often thought about doing a podcast. She said, oh, you should do it. But I've always been, like my wife will tell you, I got all these different things, you know. And she said, you never follow through on them. And so when you sent me that message, I was like, well, wow, this is crazy. Maybe we should follow through on this. So I'm glad to be here. And that's how we met and how we, you know. How we came to sit right, right. here. And our kids are close. And... You know, I've coached her son a bunch, soon to coach her daughter, which I'm really excited about. And uh, I think, based on how things are now for me, I think we'll be friends probably forever. So. And not just because we're forming an LLC. <laughs> no, yes, right, exactly. two of season one of the strongly worded podcast i'm sue o'lear and i'm johnny hampton and we are once again coming at you from our beautiful dining room studio here in lovely palm coast florida uh let's see so again we are recording in uh almost mid-october we're recording this and we said in our introductory um, episode that we are not a political podcast, but we are living through election season and I guess a political time. So occasionally we will talk politics. And so we figured we'd just go ahead and start with the elephant in the room. Yeah, we're going to rip the bandaid off here. Yeah, we're and, just going to uh, go ahead and do it. And we are going to talk about friendships, relationships in the Trump era. You know, we have. As we said in the, as we said earlier, Sue and I talk about a lot of things, and we agree on a lot of things. I think 
this conversation is where you're going to see us uh, disagree on some things, and I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. Are you scared of me? <laughs> yeah. I think it would be fun for a second to hold up and talk about something that we didn't cover in episode one, and that is how it came to be titled Strongly Worded. <laughs> yes. That, you know, we, how do we... How did we miss that? I know. So, as, as I said to you guys, we have FCB Army, okay? Bunch of volunteers for the basketball league. And Sue's nickname, <laughs> this is her nickname now, okay. is Strongly Worded Letter. Anytime we need something, we want to get a strongly worded letter from Sue O'Lear. <laughs> so when we were thinking of names of the podcast, and if you if you know me, I I have strong opinions too. So I don't. I was we were thinking about names of the podcast. We thought about maybe basketball related names because that's where we met. We thought about all kinds of things, and then one day I was driving to work, and it hit me strongly worded. That is why, that is why I'm scared. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you have anything to be scared of. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of Strongly Worded. I am Sue O'Lear. And I'm Johnny Hampton. And we are once again coming at you from our dining room studio here in Palm Coast, Florida. Welcome back, Johnny. We've had a, an interesting couple days, haven't we? Yes. We've got our first two episodes out there. We're on Spotify now? Yes, we're big time. <laughs> So I, when you start a podcast and you want to send it out to all those places where you listen to podcasts, um, it takes a couple days sometimes when you're new to get approval. But Spotify approved us real quick, so. Yeah, they must, they must need the content. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are also hosted on Podbean, so you can uh, search Strongly Worded on Podbean, or we have a... Uh, podcast player on our website at stronglyworded.com or you can find us on Spotify. Yes, and follow and download. And share. Yes, share. Tell your friends. Uh, We also had been waiting and received this week our theme music uh, and we've been listening to it pretty much nonstop. (laughs) Um, Both our theme music and our artwork are from... uh, uh, a couple people just starting out in their biz. I think they're both really, really good. Yes. They, neither one of them charged us enough money <laughs> for either one of those for as good as they are. But we hope you enjoy all that. We're certainly having a good time putting this together for you. So today, uh, we're here to talk a little bit about social media and parenting. Parenting and social media. I did not know that I was podcasting with a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> with a blog of superstar over here. I, well, now you know. <laughs> now you know. So with my kids, well, first off, on a lot of the platforms, kids aren't supposed to be able to create an account until they're 13. We all know how they, that they get around that. But mm-hmm. um, with Joseph, the one he really wanted was Facebook. And I said, no, not until you're 13. By the time he was 13, he didn't want one anymore. It was for old people then. It was for old people then. But he, um, 
started getting connected to people gaming because I would let him connect with his cousins down here. Um, or, you know, during the summer with some of his school friends or whatever. And during school, I would let him use my laptop from time to time. I would monitor it, of course. And then, of course, the one time I trusted him to go on to Google. Do you want to know what he Googled? <laughs> I'll ask his permission, and I can edit this out if he tells me not to tell this story. Okay. All right? But... Uh, they were starting to do research, I think, in school on stuff. Oh, my goodness. So he Googled <laughs> Earth's biggest boobs. Oh, my goodness. And biggest was spelled B-I-G-G-I-S-T. <laughs> I have no idea what that pulled up, but that was the beginning and the end of me giving him my laptop to, to research things. Yeah, see... today no, talking about parents getting old let's talk about parents getting old <laughs> hello and welcome to season one episode four yes season one episode four of strongly worded i'm sue o'lear and i'm johnny hampton and we're here today in our lovely dining room studio talking to you today about uh aging parents yes um a lot of people nowadays are caring for their parents as they get older, and we're both in that position as well. Mm-hmm. And a little bit sandwiched, because yeah. we still have kids at home. Yes, and so we wanted to talk about that, as a lot of people out in the world are dealing with that. Yeah, my oldest brother, I am the youngest of four. Uh, my oldest brother is the one that lives here in Florida, and his family, and we were just talking the other day, just a couple of days ago about how he had mom and dad when they were younger. This is the part my parents probably wouldn't want me to say, but my mom was 18 when she had him, and I think 33 when she had me. So it was really tough for him in the beginning to conceptualize my parents at this part in their lives because they were the young ones. I, I, I totally, totally understand it. it. You don't, it's, you don't think about that far down the line. And you know when you when you see them so young and vibrant, especially compared to other moms and dads, you when they get to a certain age, you don't. It, it, it's a, it's almost a shock to the system. You know, uh, I remember you know when my dad you know had his various illnesses. You know, to see him struggle, it was like, wow, like, this is, you know, my dad was a strong, tough guy. And to see him go through those things, it was tough for him, for me to see it. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be as good as they used to be, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone wants to be as sharp as they used to be. Right. And... I mean, I'm middle-aged. I'm not as sharp as I used to be. And I'm, you know, from the Midwest. So. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I, I'm i middle-aged as well. I'm not, so Are you really? I'm not that far behind you. <laughs> so if you're middle-aged. Sometimes it feels like I'm the old one and you're the young urban guy. 
<laughs> Wait, I said I said to Anthony, I think we're talking about youth basketball. You want me to mention anything? Yeah, me. <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. Awesome. I love that kid. <laughs> Probably more than you ever realize. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to season one, episode five. Yes. Was that a question or a statement? Am I asking or am I telling you? <laughs> I'm well, pretty sure it's five. I yes. think it's five. So welcome to episode five of Strongly Worded. I'm Sue O'Lear. And I'm Johnny Hampton. And we are here in our lovely dining room studio uh, with some new toys. Yes, hopefully we are getting the sound right. It's harder than it looks, right. I guess. But, so. but I got a heavy hitter coming in. Yep. Once we do this episode, I think the next one will be very good, excellent, right. professional. Maybe we'll bust into a fourth country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the downloads are slow in the Czech Republic right, <laughs> right now. Uzbekistan. <laughs> um, I have to comment, make a comment, one brief comment on last week's episode. We got a wonderful comment. Uh, and in that comment, someone made an observation that was completely true, but when you hear somebody say it about yourself, it can be a little shocking. Oh, okay. We made a lot of middle-aged references because of a comment that I was a middle-aged white woman from the Midwest. <laughs> yes. And I was like, holy crap, I'm middle-aged, Johnny. <laughs> And then I realized, not being that far behind you in age, <laughs> that I too am middle aged. So I felt like we occasionally were making an inside joke, and I thought I should let our listeners in on it because we're all it was in a, this together. Yes, and shout out to our loyal listener who made that comment. I know, I loved it. I really <laughs> did, but I had to sit with it a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today's topic, we are going to begin to discuss, because I know it'll come up just based on who we are and what we do, uh, the topic of youth sports, youth sports and coaching and uh, those types of things. Oh, yeah. So what Sue and I talked about earlier this week was a lot of our topics always reflect what's going on in our real lives. And in our real lives, we're about to get started with our local league here in our city. And we're also about to get started with high school basketball tryouts. It wasn't until about four years ago when we won our first 10U championship and I listened to a Facebook Live of a parent and we were undefeated, okay? Mm -hmm. And she was just like questioning every single thing I was doing. We had not lost a game, mind you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, parents are really invested in these games. They really, really That's are. such a gentlemanly way to put it. No, I mean, they are. I mean, you know, they root hard for the kids. Mm -hmm. I was actually, though, it's funny. I wanted to work in the story about almost getting in a fight. Oh. <laughs> the, if you can imagine this. The dark side of youth sports. I, I am the dark side of youth sports. I'm going to give you guys a story of the dark side <laughs> of youth No. I, I, <laughs> we were 
so full disclosure, I'm an assistant on JV and varsity at a local high school where Sue's son was on the team last year. Uh, he was on the JV team, which I have a lot of input on. And we were playing a, a road game. <laughs> and during one of our timeouts, we looked up into the stands and we saw Sue about to fight <laughs> some lady. She was no lady. We, di <laughs> we didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. All I know is that Joseph tried to walk towards the stands, to which I replied, I think your mom can handle herself. Please sit down. <laughs> I just love that he and Victor were going to walk across. Like, what were you boys going to do? I'd get thrown out the basketball game <laughs> and have us lose. But it was sweet. So, and, that, and that's what I mean by parents overzealous. Mm -hmm. Like, we were at a road game, and you guys were supporting our team. So, whatever they, I don't know what they did. I still, I don't know if I ever got the, the real story, but I know they were rude to your youngest child mm -hmm. over a basketball game. Right. So the, and, and, that, and that's, you know, I, I joked, oh, the dark side of you. But that is the dark side, isn't it? It really is. When you have a 40-something-year-old adult yelling at a 12-year-old kid that's rooting for her brother. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. I mean. Yeah. And it happens on the regular. You like, hear stuff like that. How? Uh -huh. I, I just don't get that. Right. Like, I'm, I don't understand that. It doesn't compute. My brain can't get there. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be yelling at a 12-year-old mm -hmm. who's rooting for her brother because that's the away team. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, like I said, they're very uh, invested. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, the, that's very the, invested. That's the word I use, invested. So now let's try to flip it for just a second and see if we can come up with some situations where social media in the hand of our youth is a good thing. And I have an idea for what I'm going to throw out first that you and I kind of talked about this morning. Uh, with everything, I mean, yes, you can snap your own beautiful photos now just with your phone you mm -hmm. can filter them make them look beautiful or whatever and maybe not real but you can also make music oh. you can self-promote i self-published a book something that you couldn't really do so easily 20 years ago um we i have who i call my bonus kid living with me and he's a musician yes and we'll take a second to play a little bit of one of his songs yes today was his birthday Today's his birthday, yep. And he's turned 18, and he recently joined one of the teams that I coach. And I don't know him that well yet. I will get to know him, because I get to know every kid I coach. Scars on my body got me thinking about my past. I want to get my mama on the shit she never had. We argue I don't listen, leave the house and leave it sad. Shit, I had to learn myself, because I ain't never had a dad. No, no, can you step into my shoes? I can't trust her, so I might come off very rude. My niggas went on chases, free my niggas on the news. All my niggas coming with me, cause switching is no cool. How you saying that you want me when you left when I was a little But, an 18th birthday is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw it, it was his birthday. Now, mind you, I found out on, not only from you, but I found out an Instagram post <laughs> from, another, from another player who had it in her story that it was her birthday. So I clicked on the link. 
and I went to send him a message, just tell him happy birthday, some positive vibes for him. Um, and I noticed he had a link to music. Now I'm the type of person that I always check out and support independent music or anything really independent. If you if you're writing a book, if you if you post it, I'm gonna check it out, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna give you honest feedback. Like if I think this is not it for you, I'm like, yeah, listen, maybe you just stick. <laughs> so I checked out his. He has an EP that's on iTunes. I didn't like. I didn't, I had no clue he did any music. No one's ever told me this, and I've and I've seen him. He came out every FPC game last year that I coached. I, I didn't know he made any music. And I played it, and I was like, wow, this is pretty good. <laughs> mm -hmm. I played it for my son, and he was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, you know, and I told him who it was, and he said, oh, wow. But my son can't get it because I took explicit lyrics off his. <laughs> so, I mean, we have to have a conversation about that. But, yeah, I mean, if you use social media in the right way, it can be very good. You can promote yourself. You can build communities. Mm -hmm. um, that's the you know that that is the good side. So I don't hate it all. I guess mm -hmm. you know. So yeah, I found I found his music, and I'll probably be listening to it now. Mm -hmm. I'll probably stream it because it's actually pretty good. We'll play a little bit for you, and I will put the link in the show notes to Self Made Geo. Tell you that I love you, then I'm solid, ain't no changing me. Never thought that you were still for me, that shit I can't believe. Gotta watch the closest to you, the envy for your achievement. They hate me cause I'm a young nigga on top. Guard now, my whole family's dropouts. Can't slip up, well, you better watch out cause they bought them glocks out. I can't beef with you if it ain't about the money, that's what I'm about. You ain't loyal to the gang, you wanna keep shit, get you cropped out. Bitches and niggas be capping a lot. All they hope be trying to plot. Tell all my niggas, grab the gloss, we got the drops on all the odds. Paranoid and shit, you try some dumb shit, then you getting popped. No, I'm not a killer, but don't push. I'll leave my niggas shut a gun crown. Wishing we can laugh and talk one more time. When the sun gon' shine, what's broke ain't even have a dime. I'm coming up, it's my time. You can feel the pain that's in my rhymes. Lost my niggas to the gun crown. You ready? Special nighttime version. I know. I was thinking of this today as a very special episode of Strongly Worded. <laughs> That's super old school. I know, that's but it you, is. That's when you knew like something was going to happen, like a kid got kidnapped. Exactly. A very special episode of Blossom. <laughs> I, used to, I used to love, I used to have a, a crush on a girl six from Blossom. She's cute. It's a good one. All right, everybody. Welcome to season one, episode seven of Strongly Worded. I am Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And this is a very special episode recorded on a Tuesday instead of a Sunday and in the evening. Yes. Nighttime vibes. I know. And we do. We kind of have a vibe set. <laughs> um, and uh, so we are here in our lovely dining room studio. And today we are... We've had a, a jam-packed week since last we re recorded. Yes. And uh, tell the tell the folks in all three countries what we're going to be talking about today. So today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving traditions, our Thanksgiving traditions for our families. And our families are both going to experience Thanksgiving a little differently this year. Yes, indeed. Uh, my father passed away a few days ago, 
on Saturday, and Johnny lost his father in February, and we're both facing things being a little different this year. Yeah, so I used to watch the Macy's Parade um, in New York, and then I would always wait for Santa to come at the end, because that's when... Christmas comes and you're supposed to put Watch your lights. Watch it, Johnny. <laughs> That's when you're supposed to put your lights I'm on. I'm fragile. <laughs> okay, here's a side note, folks. You got to hear this side note. Johnny and his wife, Ebony, are my favorite humans. Among my favorite humans. And <laughs> Ebony told me she was coming over to cook dinner on Monday. And I said, okay, because that's what you say when Ebony tells you she's going to do something. <laughs> And uh, one thing that I love is Christmas lights. And I feel like I'm entitled to put my Christmas lights up and turn them on whenever I damn well want to this year. And so we got them all up and on outside on the bushes and up the trees. Before and, Thanksgiving. And the little strobe light, scatter light thing. And Joe and I were out in the driveway looking at them just at the time when Johnny and Ebony and Anthony pulled up. And from half a block down... They rolled their windows down, and I could hear them cackling, laughing so hard down the street up to my house. Because my wife's favorite holiday is Thanksgiving, <laughs> by far, okay? She's a chef. She gets to make all the recipes that her grandmother taught her for the most part, especially the, the, the side items. So she loves Thanksgiving. She is not that big of a Christmas fan. <laughs> okay, they're almost equal in my book because I love Christmas. Mm -hmm. But she is not that big of a... She got into Christmas because of me. Oh. Okay? So she gets and takes offense. And I do, too. When you step all over Thanksgiving... Listen, why does hanging up a twinkly light mean I'm not going to enjoy all that Thanksgiving has to you, offer? You know, Christmas is the Father's Day. <laughs> no, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is the Father's Day. <laughs> Of these two of these, holidays. Of the fourth quarter holidays. <laughs> everyone gets excited over Mother's Day. Just like everyone gets excited over Christmas. Mm -hmm. They forget about Father's Day. And that is what you've relegated Thanksgiving to. By putting your Christmas lights up before Thanksgiving. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Strong Maybe disagreement. Maybe the strobe light was a little early. Oh, man. That was hilarious. That was so funny. So I would buy bread for the turkey sandwiches the next day that you layer everything on. Because <laughs> yeah. I do. We do that. That's our... We. I guess that would be my answer to the question, what do you have to have on Thanksgiving? But it's the day after Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and you have to have that sandwich with that has a layer of all of the Thanksgiving <laughs> I never do that. On it. Oh, my gosh. You're a Friends fan. You don't have a moist maker? No. Nope. You don't put the bread soaked in gravy in the middle as nope. the moist maker? I just, I just go and <laughs> eat another Thanksgiving dinner. Well, and then one year, I had to get fancy. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a theme. <laughs> it is. It is totally a theme with me. So one year, I bought a waffle maker. Oh, I got a waffle maker. Mm -hmm. And I um, made... <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing already because I... I don't know what you're going to do with this waffle maker. <laughs> I made waffles out of the stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds dumb when I say it out loud. Wait, wait. So wait a minute. 
Oh my goodness. So wait. I did. I made wa- I made stuffing waffles and and. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so this there's a lot of questions that are forthcoming. <laughs> I need answers to all of them. So okay. So did you just? <laughs> What the laughter was like when you were pulling up to my house on Monday. So, so, okay. Did you just put the stuffing on the waffle maker, or did you, was the stuffing in a batter? Like what, what? No, no. The stuffing, like I just put the stuffing in the waffle maker and smooshed it. <laughs> Why? Until it got crispy on the outside and kind of warm and gooey on the inside. And so you had stuffing waffles. I mean, stuffing waffles, and then we, like we put the mashed potatoes and gravy on top of it. <laughs> it was really a lot of work for no reason because it didn't make the stuffing taste any different. Had you been drinking? Like you did, this was a sober thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Oh man! So, so you far, know what else I do with the waffle maker? Was that I put cinnamon rolls in it. Man. Mm-hmm. And I smoosh it down. That poor Joseph one. has a friend named Alan. Mm-hmm. And Alan is, they were good friends when we lived in Wilson. And Alan is about nine feet tall and about this big around <laughs> as my pinky finger. And he can put away some food, right? <laughs> and he came and stayed the night. Maybe it was for Joseph's birthday. And I did this. I put the cinnamon rolls in the waffle maker. And then I put a scoop of ice cream on top of it <laughs> and a drizzle of syrup. <laughs> and that was birthday breakfast. And you called it diabetes. <laughs> and I called it diabetes. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. I mean. <laughs> and again, I don't know why, because it didn't make it really taste hey, any different. Salute but... to your innovative mind <laughs> that produced the nutter butter oh banana pudding. <laughs> It's not bad. It's not like it tasted bad. It, not that anybody would know because they wouldn't try it. <laughs> because you called it something it wasn't. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. that's fantastic. Um, I'm an innovative thinker. Yeah. It, it, um, <laughs> <laughs> it seems as if. But at least you don't put raisins in your potatoes. I do not do that. <laughs> White as I am, I don't put... Raisins and anything but oatmeal cookies. <laughs> I heard about an app today, like the the fake calculator app. What? Have you heard about this? No. That's not the the name was a little catchier than that. But basically, it's an app where the icon looks like a calculator, mm-hmm. and in the app you hide all your secret stuff on your phone. Oh, I don't got no secrets. Well, I mean, I don't either. I was listening to another podcast about, like, a true crime podcast. There are other podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> they exist? None quite like this one. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. It made me want to go check everybody's phone, hit their calendar. Make, make, make sure. I got to make sure my son doesn't have a calculator. Exactly. Well, well, at least that not pops, a fake calculator. If that pops up, I know, you know something's wrong because he's not using it. <laughs> Not using that thing. That's hilarious. All right, everybody. Welcome to season one, episode eight of the Strongly Worded Podcast. I am Sue O'Lear. And I'm Johnny Hampton. And we are here in my in our lovely breakfast nook studio. 
Yes, the studio is on the move. The studio is on the move. We had to move it out of the dining room because that's where we put the Christmas tree in the front window. Oh. Contrary to popular belief, we're not actually here to talk about Christmas (laughs) decorating yet. We'll have a special Christmas episode. We will have to, but uh, we thought it would be fun. Um, We are recording again on a Tuesday. Today, no, today's Monday. What's today? Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, yeah. Today's Tuesday. Um, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Yes. And uh, we solicited some questions from the podcast group, and we looked a few up and devised a few of our own and just thought it would be fun to do a fun kind of get-to-know-you, would-you-rather question fun we laughed a lot in the last episode so we thought we'd do it again (laughs) this time and have some good wholesome family fun for you to listen to while you're cooking your green bean casserole oh Um, yes while you're cooking your nut butter (laughs) (laughs) banana pudding i'm not making that (laughs) for thanksgiving i will make one for your birthday though and you'll love it i don't even like nut butter so Oh, that's right. You don't like peanut butter, do you? I do. Oh, just not nutter butters? Yeah, I don't like nutter butters. I don't like Reese's uh, peanut butter cups. Well, what do know? you like peanut butter on? A spoon? I can eat on a sandwich, peanut butter and jelly. I used to eat that all the time. But You don't I, like a Reese's? Nah. You'll never see me eat those. That's weird. Would you like to know how white I am? <laughs> you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Copacabana. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> Her name was Lou. She was a showgirl. So I had a group of friends in college who uh, taught me, who had a dance to Copacabana that they taught me. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait, wait. All right, so listen. So you were doing choreography to Copacabana? That's how white I am. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty white. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's. Uh, it is. Uh, I can't help who I am. So what, you listen to all types of music, right? I do. Yeah, I'm the same way. I do. Yeah, I always have, but being a fitness instructor for so long, mm. especially, you know, when we were teaching Zumba and all the dance fitnesses, you, I learned a lot about music from all over the world. And that definitely broadened my music horizons. You want to you wanna guess if I have a story as to why I listen to all types of music? I'll bet you. I'm guessing well, yes. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast. When I was a kid, now, you know, now I can't go to sleep with any TV or nothing. No radio. Yep. I need quiet. But when I was a kid, I used to listen to the radio. And my mom would say to me, you can't listen to any hip-hop or R&B. You have to listen to Light FM. That's what it was in New York. 106.7 WLTW Light FM. <laughs> and in the nighttime, they would play all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel, Elton John, mm-hmm. Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. That is how I got to listen to all kinds of music. Yeah. When I would turn on the radio late, you know, fall asleep late at night, at least on a Sunday night, I listen to Dr. Ruth. <laughs> so there you go. I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Wow. Mm-hmm. When you were a kid? 
I mean, it was at, like the radio station was wait, 105, wait. CK 105.5. Why are you ducking the question, though? <laughs> I don't think I was like little, little. No. I mean, I wasn't five. You were 13, 14? Probably 14, 13, 14. Uh-huh. Dr. Ruth. Uh-huh. And I didn't understand how I was, was listening about, to the quiet. So now you're trying to talk your way. I would, <laughs> I would listen to the quiet storm. Thank you very much. The quiet storm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'd listen to Dr. Ruth Westheimer. And people were calling in. Yeah. Like you, wow. So you were listening to adults. Yes. Calling about their sex problems when you were a teenager. Yep. Salute to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> think i've ever like, shout to you joel there <laughs> <laughs> man well, you know is there any other actors you hate like i didn't say i hated him you didn't like him until i mean he was just never okay so are there any other famous actors who you think are just okay well, there's one that I really dislike. Who's that? Tom Cruise. Oh, my goodness. I knew you were going to say this. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I saw Top Gun, liked it. All the right moves. Not bad. Risky business, sure. But then, you know, after that, uh, hmm. so I think maybe like, I, I know too much about him as a person. So, so, you, I, don't, I so you don't like any of the Mission Impossibles? Oh, no. Totally not my kind of movie. No. You ever watched The Last Samurai? Tom Cruise is in it. Why would I watch that? A few good men. That was all right. Yeah, I, was, it, I, you know, it was kind of good despite him, not so, because of him. So clearly, maybe we need a movie critic podcast <laughs> because you are a few good men is like a classic movie. Well, it is, but I, I like it despite him, not because of him. What I don't we, care for, I don't care for him, and all those teeth and all that Scientology. Wait, first of all. The Scientology doesn't have anything to do. I have with a hard time separating. Like I, I just said it. I have a hard time separating who he is as a human. Jumping up and down on the couch. Katie Holmes had to. You need to watch the last samurai. Sneak out of that that marriage with her kid. You need to watch the last samurai. Okay. Listen, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you think you know somebody? <laughs> I guess our friendship is really being tested today. Usually we have more small talk first. What am I gonna? Yeah, we got no. What's going on with the? We need the banter. I know. Where, where is the? <laughs> I know. We had it sitting on the couch. We, we can banter about Nick Robbins. <laughs> oh my gosh. That yeah. dude is all over the internet right now. I know. Guy. But like he's, I mean, not a boxer. <laughs> no, I mean. He's... It doesn't mean he's any less an athlete. He got knocked he, out. He got yeah. knocked the <laughs> f out. <laughs> That fight was better than the Tyson fight. Listen, were you a little disappointed in the Tyson fight? Yeah, because yeah. Roy Jones was scared. Mm -hmm. And I truly would never want to complain when I went to somebody else's house, you mm -hmm. know, and all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. Joe and I talked about it the whole way home. Like, that was a very disappointing. That is not what we wanted to see. And I don't think that's the fight Mike Tyson wanted to have. The other fights were better. Yeah. They just were. I mean, that happens very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Roy Jones was not trying to get hit by Mike Tyson. He was like, why was he there? And then he, Mike Tyson was like, oh, we could do it again. Mm -hmm. Roy, right now. Roy is not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He got away without getting hit in the head too uh-huh. much. Yeah. He's not doing that again. Golly, but it was boring. It was. Because Roy Jones kept hugging him. Kept hugging him. Mike Tyson looked old and he you know what he looked like? More than he looked old, he looked like somebody that had lost a hundred pounds. He did, yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His skin and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. Doesn't bounce back. Saying, That's why I'm just gonna stay fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll go with that too. <laughs> it cracked me. I don't want to. I don't want to look like Tyson. Dude. I know. I don't want to look like Mike Tyson. All right. Uh, welcome to season one, episode nine of the Strongly Worded Podcast. I'm Sue O'Lear, and I am Johnny Hampton, and we are here in our breakfast nook studio. <laughs> So let's tell our listeners what we decided to talk about today, sort of stemming from our Tom Cruise debate of the last episode. So in our last episode... <laughs> last week on Strongly Worded. <laughs> Sue disparaged a great American icon. <laughs> oh, Lord, please. You give by, him that much power? By, Tom Cruise? By the name of Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom, what's his name? Thomas Mathers? It, it, no. I don't, I don't know, Charlie. He's Tom Cruise to me. Okay. And part of the reason was, she said, you know, all that Scientology, which got me to thinking, you know, about this topic. How do we or can we separate a celebrity's work from their personal life? Mm-hmm. Which leads me to another point. Mm-hmm. I read an article. <laughs> <laughs> I read an article preparing for this conversation just mm-hmm. to kind of get things moving. And I am going to post it in the group and it will be in the show notes. I think it was a really fabulous article. Um, it was on Vox.com, written by uh, Constance Grady. And she opens by saying, how do I reconcile aesthetic pleasure with moral disgust? Mm. Which of my feelings will win? What do I do with art that I love that was created by a monster? That's deep. <laughs> Isn't it? And that's, you know, that's Bill Cosby in a nutshell. Right? Yeah. I think people take it on a case-by-case basis. I can't listen to R. Kelly music. And I love that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to see him in concert, I don't know, three, four years ago, and then I lost my mind when he sung some of my favorite songs. Yeah. And then that documentary came out. Yep. And well, you'd you'd heard the stories before the documentary yeah, but, came out. You know, you heard the stories. He married Aaliyah, and you you heard stories, but none of them were concrete. People say, "Oh, how could, how did you not know?" In the 1990s, they didn't have all that stuff. Like they didn't have all this social media and people reporting everything, and so. We just didn't believe it, I guess. Then you see this documentary where all of these women are talking about. It's like, nah, I, I can't listen to those songs anymore because they're love songs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know if he wrote them. Right. About little girls. Right. But sometimes I do miss my R. Kelly, man. And if, and if I'm listening to Penn uh, radio station, if it comes up, I, I won't turn it off, I'll admit. But I won't, I won't put it on in my car, though. But Would you buy another R. Kelly no. song? No, I would not. So I have a friend on Facebook, loves R. Kelly, and he kind of posed a question about him. And I think his view is I can listen to the music and not endorse the type of person he is. I just find that so difficult with him. Because he's singing about children. 
or women locked up in his basement? Possibly, yes. That's the problem. He made love songs. Mm-hmm. You know he, what I'm and, saying? And he, he made a video called Locked in the Closet. It's called Trapped in the Closet, and it was okay. a masterpiece. Are you kidding me? So listen, I got a great, great story about Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that came out the year we moved down here, 2005. And they were releasing chapters. Oh, damn, I love Trapped in the Closet. Damn you, R. Kelly. <laughs> I love Trapped in the Closet. And there was one episode that had just come out um, back in the day, even 2005, right? Music sometimes would drop in the South before it came to New York. Mm-hmm. And we were driving down here moving, and they released this new episode of Trapped in the Closet. And... One of these episodes, you find out that the woman who was cheating on her husband, the husband was really cheating on her too, but it was with a man, right? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he goes, he's like, what does he say? I believe he said, you know, I can't believe it's a man <laughs> or something like that. And we were driving, Tiara was in the back seat, and I was like, man, that surprised me. <laughs> Tiara from the back seat, me too. <laughs> Bless her sweet little heart. <laughs> I love Trapped in the Damn, you are, Kelly. There's so many songs that I love from him that I, I just don't feel right listening to. Mm-hmm. Well, she, a question is that came up was, would we even have some of these works of art if these creators were entirely pure or virtuous? And in R. Kelly's case specifically, I mean, you, you, what you learn about him growing up is tragic and sad. Mm-hmm. And probably not all that uncommon, but... There's uh, reasons for the behavior. But there's... Not excuses. Not excuses at all. But, you know, could we get that body of work from someone who did not experience... Who who didn't go through something? No. I always say, and I consider R. Kelly to be a genius, musically. Um, Same thing with Kanye West. Um, Woody Allen was a comedic genius, right? These are geniuses. If you ever notice... There's something always wrong with them. Something is wired wrong. They get on drugs. Just think of all the the great singers of our lifetime. Something is going on in your mind. There's too much going on. So that that might be spot on. Maybe if he didn't grow up like that, we wouldn't get those great songs. Or maybe if Tom Cruise wasn't a Scientologist, we wouldn't get The Last Samurai. <laughs> That's right. You have to listen to episode eight to know what we're talking about. So catch up. <laughs> so the question becomes, is this work of art asking me to be complicit in the artist's monstrosity? I don't think it is. I think sometimes it is. I think that's why you can't listen to R. Kelly. Mm. And it's probably one reason why you can watch The Cosby Show, if you could find it anywhere, because that what happened is so far out of the realm of what you would ever do or how you would ever behave. That is a great... No, but I just think it's a great point because The Cosby Show has nothing to do with rape at all. No. Yet these love songs, you don't know if he's talking about a grown woman or a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. That is a fantastic point. Thank you, Geraldine. No, her name wasn't. No, thank you, Constance Grady. Yeah, I mean, that 
for taking us there. Yeah, I mean, I've never even thought about it on that deep of a level, but it makes sense. It's hard when the holidays come and you, you're missing a loved one. It's difficult. It is hard. It's difficult. For every time I thought when I would look at my dad in the pain he was in and think, it's okay, dad. Yeah. You, yeah, you think you're ready. You're not ready. Uh, there's, I, I am amazed at how it's getting harder and not easier. Yeah, well, that's the process though, right? Mm -hmm. Like, So I'm 10 months in, almost a year now. Can you believe that? Two more months, it's almost a year. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very difficult in the beginning super difficult like and you'll have days where it, just out of nowhere you're just sad mm -hmm. and you know why but there's nothing you can do about it you're just sad and the holidays triggers some of that um you know especially when you know what you know how your dad worked with santa <laughs> <laughs> yep so um yeah the holidays bring some of that up but you know we'll get through that but there's a lot of things that those loved ones leave you that you carry on to your family and those are some of the things we'll we'll talk about today mm -hmm. you said uh how did you say it it's in those moments that you in those big moments that you realize they're not with you right we have senior night next week right and it's killing me yeah um so for me those moments have been like this summer when Anthony was just flat out phenomenal for our team and was the leading scorer and they had to do a boxing one and his jump shot is coming along and started liking curls and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Those are things you, I would want my dad to see. Yep. Or me coaching JV and some of the kids that we've coached since they were in elementary school being a big part of it. And even some of the kids on varsity that we've coached and they're playing extremely well wish that he could see that mm -hmm. and it's those things throughout the years is why people say you miss your parents so much mm -hmm. um you know for other people you know friends and stuff like that they're not a daily part of your life mm -hmm. but with your parents it's different it's very different i was saying goodbye to some folks um i am transitioning in my career right now and i'm moving from one property to another and receiving a promotion and oh, uh and it's a lot, but I was saying goodbye to some folks at the place that I'm leaving, and one of the ladies has just always been super supportive of me, and she came within six feet of me, properly socially distanced, <laughs> and uh, with just tears in both of her eyes, and said she's been looking for me since I've been back, since Dad passed away. She's lost both of her parents, and um, she said it's been 10 years, and she still gets tears in her eyes when she has conversations like that about you know, losing her mom and dad. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be forever, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And that's just how it is. So if anybody out there is still listening. <laughs> as, yes, this joyous conversation we're having. Welcome to season one, episode 10, right? 10? Is it 10 or 11? Or 11. I'll, 10 or 11 of the Strongly Worded Podcast. I am Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are coming at you from our Breakfast Nook studio here in cloudy Palm Coast, Florida on a Saturday. Before we launch into today's topic, which we have already teased in our pre-show 
depressing conversation. <laughs> <laughs> our pre our show therapy session. I know. Um, Johnny and I, it was important to Johnny and I to take a moment uh, to talk to you about this thing. Last, last episode, two weeks ago, we took a week off. Um, we recorded a new commercial spot for a fundraiser we are supporting for the Flagler Palm Coast High School boys basketball team. And y'all responded. Yes. I immediately got a check from one of our listeners who was a co-worker. Uh, shout out to Christian. Yay, um, Christian, go dogs. <laughs> he uh, came in with a check the very next day. And I didn't, at first I didn't realize how he even knew about the fundraiser. And I said, oh, you listened to the podcast. So, yes, we're very thankful for the support during this time, during the pandemic. You know, our uh, fundraising options have been limited. Mm -hmm. So for us to be able to do this and get such a huge response has been very big. Yeah, we appreciate each and every one of you all of the time. But definitely during this season and it's been tough across the board i mean the businesses don't have the money because they've taken a hit and right. families don't have and and so the fact that any of you reached into your pocket to share with us is super meaningful and we really appreciate it and uh for those of you who don't know what we're talking about we'll play the commercial again today <laughs> check our show notes <laughs> we're running that thing again <laughs> yeah baby when johnny and i first started talking about doing a podcast together or after I showed him a picture of the microphones and he wanted to borrow them to do one by himself. And I was like, no dummy, <laughs> do one with me. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. <laughs> um, the, the second phone call or the second message I sent when we decided we were doing this was to a friend of mine in Wilson, North Carolina. His name is Maddie Russo. He's in a band called Maddie Beggs. And uh, I, I just knew kind of the style of his music. And we were, you know, our families were, were friends when we lived there. And I wanted his help with the theme song. And then he turned around and spoke to Max Lamont. Marshall Hamilton is the son of another friend of mine there who engineered it. And he's the one that sings strongly worded with Johnny and Sue. <laughs> Uh, and they put together this theme song for us. Which is awesome. We and love it. Before we even recorded the podcast, we would listen to it incessantly. I mean, I still do listen to it. Do you know? Do you want to know what? what? I'm not telling you. It's a gift. Uh, no, I can't tell you. I, it's a, never mind. See, I, this is, I'm a horrible gift giver because I come up with something and then I want to tell you. Did you buy me a gift? I didn't buy it. You made me a gift? I made you a little gift. Oh, Lord. I gotta put you. I, I gotta buy you a gift. No, then. you don't have to buy me a gift. Trust me. When you see this gift, okay. when you receive this gift, it's it's. I don't. I like to give people gifts. that give me gifts, though. You are a gift, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Ebony? I am a gift. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, Maddie has a beautiful wife and three gorgeous daughters, and Joe and I have you know spent time with them off and on during the years we were in Wilson, and they're just lovely. Every last one of them. And uh, Maddie's oldest daughter, Cicely, is also a musician. And she uh, has made several. Of, she's released a few songs. Um, but there is one in particular that we do have permission to play for you. Yes. We do have permission to play for you. Sleeping peaceful on the couch because your body's feeling sore. You dedicate your life and time to those who need it more. 
When it comes to buying things, you say you don't mind living poor. With that smile and a heart of gold, you make me want to do something for you. Want to do something for you. this episode because it's about the spirit of giving right that's what christmas is about (laughs) and my mom and i have just really been low and trying to be there for everybody else which i know you understand Mm -hmm. trying to support other people when she and i have really needed just been sad so all of that again please don't hit and don't hit stop on the (laughs) i'm coming around to something happy so uh, several members of my family um, pulled together. We all donated some money to create a gift basket for all of the staff at the hospice. Originally, it was just going to be gifts for other patients. And some of the ways that these nurses uh, took care of my dad were even just in how they gave him a bath and fresh pajamas and a beautiful afghan on his bed. So, you know, but it once we started with that, the idea evolved into this big basket of gifts where the whole staff could have like their own secret Santa and pick one or two things for themselves wow. and then trade with each other. And then some things that we could also leave for patients that come after my dad. And mom and I were finally went out and shot for it last weekend and it was a tough day, but it was like you said, for a few minutes, mm-hmm. that spirit of giving was really a part of it. And I left some of the work to my mom that I probably should have taken on myself and getting the basket ready. But I just couldn't, I couldn't think about peeling off all those price tags and doing and making it all look pretty because it didn't feel pretty, but she did it and I had to write the cards. And I also found, um, these beautiful spun glass angel ornaments. And I got one for each one of the five nurses that looked after my dad in particular. And we dropped that off on Thursday. And I tell you what, it was awesome. Reaction? Well, what do you think I did? No. (laughs) I mean, we know you cried. (laughs) But for them... Yeah, it was was very... uh, It was a a welcome surprise. The nurse that we brought it to when we dropped it off is not one that we knew. But we caught caught sight of one that took very special care of my dad going into a room. And while we were standing there talking, you know, I mentioned it, Marianne is, you know, the separate, you know, she's one that we really want yeah, that, you I'm know, saying. is meaningful to us. And as we were walking out, she came and met us in the hallway 
and stood and talked to us for a little while. And so we did get to, to thank her face to face. There's another one, Liz, I told you about with the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that I gave her that Spartan shirt. But it was neat that we that we got to, to see one for a few minutes so that she could, you know, we could see. And she was grateful. And it was, yeah. it made me feel better for a minute. Giving is very important. Like, when my dad passed away, for me, um, being with the kids and coaching them, giving my time and have them responding to it was tremendous for me. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, they'll never understand what they have given me the last 10 months. They don't, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're right. Like it, when you give someone something, it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I just give my time mm-hmm. and advice or whatever you want to call it. And to me, it helps. You know, people say, oh, you don't you don't get sad when you go to Carver? No, I feel great when mm-hmm. I go there because I'm doing something that my dad would want me to do. And it takes your mind off. It takes your mind off some things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the spirit of giving is what Christmas is about to me. And it's always great when you give something to somebody um, and it gives them a smile on their face yeah. to let you know you appreciate them like I'm no nurse at a hospice I'm just a basketball coach but I have um, a family every year that gives me a gift every year at the end of the season all I do is coach their kid I don't yeah I'm, but I'm, not, I'm not doing anything special like yeah, I'm, not, you are. I'm not and they give me and like um my new assistant or coat head coach you might as well call him because I listen to him a lot <laughs> <laughs> he um he got a gift last year too and he, he was like Johnny I was like, it's what they do. He's like, I wasn't expecting this. And I said to him, and I never expected, but we get it every year from this particular family, mm-hmm. and they make sure. And it's just, you know, so that's why I asked you for the reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, what was their reaction? Because just like them, that's just their job. Yeah. That's what they're doing every day. They don't expect you to come back afterwards and give them mm-hmm. an angel ornament mm-hmm. or a shirt or anything. They're mm-hmm. just doing what they expect to do their job. Yeah. Yeah. Just do their job. Yeah. So if any of you in the Florida area ever need the assistance of a hospice, the Bailey center in St. Augustine is about the most amazing place I've ever experienced. Mm. And I'm very thankful. And I am thankful for you, Johnny, because if I didn't have a friend that had gone through this before me, I don't know what, you know, I I don't know where I would be. I said something the other day and I, and I, I don't know. I was watching something and it kind of inspired it. And it's like, I think that we go through hard times in our lives to be able to help people with the hard time in theirs. Mm-hmm. It was something, something similar to that. You never know, like, when you have a hard time, you're like, why? It's like, man, my dad was only 62. He's so young. We mm-hmm. have more time. But, and I got that because Victor has already gone through it. Right. And he kind of prepared me for what was going to happen. And was there for me. And then, in turn, I can talk to you about some things. Yep. So, but, yeah. you know, Christmas time is a joyous time. But as every holiday, you know. There's check, a melancholy right, to it. Yeah, check on your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, especially during this time, especially people who deal with uh, depression and stuff like that. You know, my daughter mm-hmm. goes through that. I don't think she minds me saying that. She posts about it all the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, during this time you get sad, Mm -hmm. 
because you miss the people you love. But, you know, we got to try to make it as joyous as possible. Yeah. And we get through. We still, you know, we have, I posted something the other day that says, you know, what is, I can't remember. Like, you have to not learn, like, oh, you have it up. You read that. Yeah, is this what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh my god, I posted this the I other was, day. That's right. I was just gonna say you posted this, and I in turn sent it to Carolyn. And yeah, it's it says this: when we lose someone we love, we must learn not to live without them, but to live with the love they left behind. You, I think I might have sent that to her too. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, I we're all I... looking out for each other. So uh, I just hope everybody who's listening, everybody in earshot, has. Uh, a, a wonderful, loving holiday season this year. We appreciate how you lift us up and support us at the Strongly Worded Podcast as well. I know this sounds cheesy, but I think this podcast has grown to mean a lot to Johnny and I in the last two months. Oh, yeah. We've only been doing it in a couple months. And uh, if you wanted to give us a gift, you could pick an episode and share it with your friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've got some plans through the end of the year, and we are going to end the year with what I think will be a super fun uh, recap of season one, a best of episode of our first season. Um, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to, to all of you. Um, if you are not connected with us on Facebook, please find the Strongly Worded Podcast group. Um, hopefully we'll be able to have some really fun conversation over the next few days about your Christmas traditions and your holiday favorites and, and you know, whatever holiday it is or is not that you celebrate throughout the season. There are a bunch of them um, that happen, That's you right. know, at this time of year. I would hope you'd share that with us and, or, or what you, you know, what you do. Um, and we would love to hear what everybody's favorite Christmas songs are. And I'm going to link everything we talked about in the show notes. You will not find a better one than that King's have yourself a merry little Christmas, isn't it? Like, it's pretty hard to ruin that one. A lot James, of people think James it. Taylor. Yeah, I love James Taylor. All right, so that's find our show notes for all of that. We're we're gonna let Cicely Russo play us out today. Yes. Because that is a happy little song for uh, what can be a happy time of year. Yes, indeed. indeed. Just don't forget kindness oh is the side you're fighting for. You and you'll for? always have an army of those who stand behind your cause. And with that smile and a heart of gold, maybe want to do something for you. Johnny.